where in the world to begin today? Kamala Harris is named as the gun control czar. She's already been the border control czar. We see how that's working out. Who's thinking this is a good idea? Welcome to Grounded, the place to hear the salty truth. I'm your host, Scott Cates, coming to you live from the Northeast Georgia mountains and the tiny town of Tiger, where today, it's a gorgeous day, got so much in my stack of things to talk about today, but the first one uh, is, boy, fuel prices have been incredibly high. Brian Kemp in our state has decided that uh, we're going to have a tax holiday for a while. And uh, it did bring the price of fuel down just a hair. It did, um, both for diesel and for the regular fuel. And so that's kind of nice. But boy, I'm telling you that fuel prices being so high. One of those reasons is because the Biden administration, I saw an article the other day that said there's 167 different ways that the Biden administration has stopped drilling domestically and stopped oil production domestically working on the green energy, I, I just, I, I, I'm flabbergasted at some of those things. And so the, the Brian Kemp had said the cost per family household ne- needed to come down a little bit. I think it did drop at about 20 cents a gallon or so, not too far, but I mean, at least that's fairly nice. However, it does not affect our goods that we're purchasing, the things that you're buying on the shelf. We bought a jar of mayonnaise. It was like $7 for a jar of mayonnaise the other day. That's kind of crazy. We got in that discussion the other night. Boy, have you looked at the headlines? There's some great things that are happening, though, in the midst of all of these things that are happening. I started at the beginning of this talking about Kamala Harris, and I'm not saying this is a great thing, but that Kamala Harris becomes the gun control czar. Now, she's been put in in, in charge of the border control. I just saw a video of all of these people crossing the border on literally on train cars coming into the nation illegally. I it just this it's sort of like they just come on and everybody's walking in the door. Now, your sanctuary cities are busting at the seams, and they're busting them to sanctuary cities like crazy, who about a year ago said, bring them all to us, we'll take them all. And now they're saying, no, please don't bring any more. And it's a crisis. It's it's really like a humanitarian crisis in some ways because they can't handle it. They can't handle the homeless part of it. They can't. There's so much of the crime that is brought into those cities as well because people, when they get desperate, they'll do desperate things, and that is a reality. So we see that taking place. There's not much going on as far as border control, except for let's just take on down the wall and let them all come cr- across. Now, I look at gun control about to take place, and I, what I can see, and, and this is the track record that I do see as well, is the fact that in, in most of your Democratic provinces, we'll call them that, Democrat prov- provinces, you, what you're going to see is that laws are going to be formed and placed there, but those laws that are placed usually are to take the guns away from citizens who already have them registered or are carrying a permit or whatever. It's not going to stop not one iota the illegal activity that's going on, which is what we're wanting to stop. So it looks like something is being done, but all that's being done is that good people that already have firearms are going to be taken away from 
when it comes to that, because that is the track record. I'm not just making that up. That really is the track record. So if you look and see what's happened recently and the naming of the reasons why they're taking away firearms, it's usually because some teenagers have gotten a hold of firearms and weapons that they shouldn't be having that didn't even belong to their parents. They just picked them up, buying them off the street. And they got involved in some skirmishes or got liquored up or whatever and started blowing away, you know, areas, large areas and stray bullets flying. It's just been crazy. But still, it's not going to affect the teenager that can get the, the illegal firearm off the street. It's not going to affect people who are not supposed to have firearms. It's not going to affect that at all. Those laws that are going to be created are going to be against the people that actually have firearms legally. It's just the track record. I, I, I keep looking at this and I keep wondering, has history repeated itself? It really has. I go back to the 1976 election for just a minute, because I'm talking today. Really, the title of this episode is Politics, Power, and Corruption, Sifting Through the Clutter. And I want to talk about the reason why we talk about history a little bit, and we look back and say, what in the world happened? If you can back up to the first five presidents, back up to really to the very first five presidents, Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe. You, you begin to take a look at those men. And what happened, even in the first five presidencies, they began to pick up clutter within their offices, within really coming right out of the shoe. By the time we get into John Adams, we're already starting to pick up some clutter. And it's that, that this happens no matter what you do. I mean, you can look at it in your everyday household, really. And you can see that the longer that you live in a place or you live in one place, the more clutter you pick up in your house. You just do. The more things you purchase and they either end up on a shelf or you can look at it. You can look at it books. You can look at it from um, furniture. You can look at it at a number of things. And you pick up clutter. The longer you live in a place, the more clutter you actually pick up. Well, what does that usually do? The more that you have and the more clutter that you have around, the more you have to dust and it picks up dust and, it, and dust sticks to it and it's kind of crazy. Now go with me on this because I want you to see. We're a far cry from what we were when we first began as a nation. Because when we began, there was simplicity in this nation and it wasn't all covered up with people's ideas of what they wanted and an individual's ideas of, uh, idea of what they wanted. There was a simplicity it was something that Washington understood. It's also something that Jefferson understood because he could see the clutter that was coming from the Adams administration. And he said, no, 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 no. We need to stop this. We need to get rid of this clutter and go back to a government that's of the people, for the people, by the people, and not let the federal government pick up all of this clutter to use against the people, which is the whole reason why Jefferson ran. You see Madison and Monroe following suit on that trying the best they can to sort of draft these documents to keep the clutter down. But now we're beginning to go after our national documents because we're finding that our national documents are really based on that simplicity and people are really liking parts of the clutter. Now, what does that actually look like? Well, you know, you and I both know that when your home gets a little cluttered, it takes a visit to the Goodwill store and the donation place to unload your car, or unpack your pickup truck, maybe even three or four times to get it all out of your house. You can get uncluttered. We, I mean, that makes sense. 
And you can walk through the Goodwill store and look at everybody else's clutter that they turned in. And that way you could pick up some clutter yourself probably for real cheap that you can bring home. And it's just a part of human nature. The same thing happens oftentimes in churches as well. You look at a church plant, and after about five years in a church plant, that it becomes just like everyone else. Because when a church plant begins, it starts in its simplicity. But after about a five-year period, it begins to pick up all of the clutter of all the people. We need this. We've got to have this. We've got to have the, the best of technology. we got to have it. And all of a sudden now, it becomes like everywhere else because the clutter gets picked up once again where the simplicity of the church actually once was. You know, we just need to love people have compassion for people, lead people to Jesus, be involved in missions, and then all of a sudden it becomes about how, how much more comfortable we can be in our space. And people come in and, and, I, I, and, and with ideas of what they want. And, and it's amazing, to be honest with you, that if we went back to the original document here, which is the Scripture, and you began to take a look at the Scripture, and you went back to where the church began, in Acts chapter 2, and the church actually began to spread out by Acts chapter 8, it begins to spread out, they took the gospel basically to every creature and every place that they went. They, the whole idea is that one of the reasons why Paul begins to write in First and Second Corinthians that the church at Corinth to tell them, hold on to these things. That's why when you get to 1 Corinthians 13, he begins to talk about all of that, and he says, you know, but these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love, because what happens at some point, now listen to me, what happens at some point is if the house gets too cluttered or a church house gets too cluttered, the first thing to go is love, because you begin to fall in love with the stuff, not the people. It's true. People begin to want more and more and more. And instead of it being about the time together and it's about taking care of all that you have or maintaining or maintenancing whatever it is that you've got. In the case of a family, it could be there's more and more and more stuff. And that begins, begins to overtake your time where you had time maybe with children or not. Or to be honest with you, even now today, the clutter of everything that you might find online and the cluttering up of your time, 24 hours, is just simply not enough in a one day to do and look at and be and, and do whatever it is that you want to do. And usually what sacrifices there, what the sacrifice that is made there is usually the family. Same thing with the church. It's usually the church family is, is the sacrifice. So that is, that's where we are. So with all of that going on here at this point, with all of that going on, what do we do now? Now, as a nation, the same thing is happening. Because where love is sacrificed in the clutter of a home or the clutter of a church, freedom is now sacrificed in the clutter of a nation. What does that look like? Well, it looks like power. First of all, because the love of power now becomes over the, it, it becomes greater than the power, the, the love of freedom. And corruption becomes the key for that to happen. If you don't think that's not the case today, you can look around your average politician. Somebody, why, why is no one asking the question of how in the world, you know, where they've been investigating like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and all this. Why is no one asking the question of how did these people become multimillionaires? 
How did senators and congressmen end up going into office with nothing and end up leaving office multi-millionaires? It's because there's a lot. We're, we're, we're seeing a Democratic um, a Democratic leader right now actually be investigated for bribery. Of course that's happening. People are large companies funneling money into uh, these people to make decisions on their behalf. I just saw an article today where you're seeing, you know, Hollywood elites actually giving money to keep uh, fuel prices or, or to stop oil production in the nation. They're giving lots of money for leaders who would stop fuel, oil production within the nation. That's a big deal. And so there's corruption that's going on there. And because these people are in a position of power. Now, here's where they're supposed to be. Once you, they're elected, you have the president of the United States, your congressmen, your senators, those people that are there are supposed to be there on your behalf, not on theirs. One more time. They're supposed to be there on your behalf, not on theirs. And so the reality of what's happening is they go into office and sometimes they go in with the greatest intention of, of being there on your behalf. But oftentimes they end up learning that, boy, they can get a lot out of it for themselves. And it no longer becomes about the people and the love of the people, but it now becomes about the power and the corruption that goes behind it, the love of the money and the things that come along with that. And that's where we have the clutter. If you take a look at the bills that are written and sent to be passed into law, especially the Inflation Reduction Act that we're taking a look at. Very little bit of it goes to inflation reduction, but goodness gracious, the pork, it goes, it, it goes to this house and it goes to this Senate. It goes, it goes to all of these places. It goes, you know, these places and it bounces back and forth to get approved. And, it, and, and what happens is, is that this senator says, well, I'll, well, I'll approve this bill. I'll, I'll, I'll actually have this vote if this goes to my constituency and my community and then all of a sudden the pork begins to expand. It's like a big pork sandwich. And they call it the inflation, quote unquote, the Inflation Reduction Act, if you want to call it that. And a very tiny bit of that ends up going to inflation reduction. But all the pork that's spent everywhere else benefits the fact that that senator or that congressman might get reelected or even the president of the United States might get reelected based on the popularity of the people or not being popular with people. I go back to the election I was talking about earlier, 1976. Gerald Ford is in office as president. He's running for president of the United States. Jimmy Carter is also running for the president of the United States. Jimmy Carter ends up with his nomination um, there as he's running, but you know, for uh, the head of his nomination for his party, Gerald Ford, obviously is is uh, the the seated president in this moment. But I remember uh, being uh, younger and be, and on one of the local, or I was very young, about the fourth grade. But but being on a, a the local college campus, I remember someone coming back and saying, "Well, Jimmy Carter spoke at the local. He stumped at the local college campus, and that only twelve people showed up to hear him speak. Only twelve. Now, this is a, a Southern gentleman-type fella that is, um, is a believer in Jesus Christ, all of these things that's going to go into office. But as he goes into office, he's going to go into office ma mainly for one reason. That's because America is mad at Gerald Ford for pardoning Nixon. And so because of the anger of the American people, 
Jimmy Carter was not the best candidate, and they knew that he was not the best candidate, but they sure were not going to put Ford back into office. It didn't matter. So they vote him in because America is mad at Gerald Ford. They vote in Jimmy Carter. And then four years, look at what happens to the nation within four years. Inflation was absolutely ballistic. Gas lines got formed because it was awful. And so we're seeing some similarities in history of things that are happening right now. Because to be honest with you, Joe Biden is pretty much Jimmy Carter on steroids, period. And even worse in some ways because that some of the policies about you know, that are coming from, and they're really not policies, the executive orders that are signed against the drilling and all about the green movements and all of that that is taking place is uh, it's catastrophic on our economy right this second. And there's not really a plan for making the economy any better because it's not about the people. It's about pushing an agenda. And right now, your major agenda is what are we dealing with, really, when it comes to the major agenda? Is it going to be about the economy? No. Is it about the border? No. It's not about the border. What's it about? It's about pushing the green agenda and aliens. Well, that's wonderful. I mean, <laughs> that's where we are. And to be honest, at the, why is that the case? Why did Joe Biden actually get elected? Because America was mad with Trump. Really? I mean... And just for being, they were they weren't they were mad at they were mad at Ford for pardoning Nixon, but they're just mad at Trump for being Trump because there's no control on that mouth, none whatsoever, and we knew that already. And so, pretty much, Trump can walk into the room and make everyone in the room mad in about five seconds, which he's done this week by backing up on abortion a little bit. He's uh, he's made part of his own political party. Now, he's going to make some statements that make people mad. He just is. There's no control over that at all. But it makes him look crazy enough to look almost as crazy as Ronald Reagan it did with that John Wayne mentality in 1980 when he came on. And they released all the hostages before, right as he was taken office, the, all those Iranian hostages they released right before he took office because they were afraid that he was going to bomb the daylights out of them and just kind of make the Middle East a parking lot. Scared him to death. I mean, he shut down the Cold War. Reagan did. Reagan shut down the Cold War by threatening the fact that we had satellites in space that could shoot down their missiles, so it wasn't any use for them to even have any. Now, we didn't have that, but, I mean, the idea of it was coming. And because the idea of it was coming and they knew Reagan was like John Wayne, nobody wanted to mess with him. And they just thought Trump was the same, really. He stepped up and said, look, I don't, I, we don't have to take this. We're Americans. We don't have to take this. I mean, why are we taking this? And to be honest with you, when Trump got up, he said, what's all the clutter about? Which is the whole idea of clean the swamp. Make America great again. And clean the swamp was the whole idea. We got to clean up some clutter because we have all of this clutter. We have all of these laws. We have all these things in place that were never intended to be in place. Somebody's individual pet project. And because we're a nation that's been here 200 plus years, we've got an enormous amount of clutter that needs to be cleaned up for real. Each politician that's in their place, no matter how good they look or who they are, they've got some corruption and they've got some power within them that is absolutely polluting the way that they think they just do. And that's just it's just the human nature and the way that it is. So if you're wondering why the nation looks like it does it, that's the reason. Now, all of that clutter is about to come out over the next year. 
Now, this is what I'm trying to tell you today. Be careful because all of the clutter we're talking about is what they're going to throw is mud back and forth and sling this as mud and confuse the daylights out of the American people. The media is going to pick it up. They're going to run with it and they're going to focus on all the clutter. Now, your politicians will step up and they'll say, I'm here for you. I, I, we, I want to make sure that you and your family in the future is taken care of. That's what they do. They look in the camera and they tell you that. And I, sometimes I honestly believe they do think that's what they're going to do. But oftentimes that's not really what happens because when you get there, the corruption is so terrible that you get swept into it. It's hard. Just like we clean up our house and we take some things to Goodwill, some things do need to be cleaned up. And this nation gets, needs to get back to its principles. Just like in some of our churches, we've gotten so cluttered up with all the things we think we got to have and need and whatever, that we need to stop that and just get back straight to the gospel and point people to Jesus and love and compassion. In our families, just like we do in our household, haul the stuff to Goodwill or to the dump. Hey, it might be time to do that in a nation. Be careful over the next year is what I'm trying to tell you right now because starting in roughly in about six weeks, the mudslinging is going to get real good because we're a year out from election. And it's going to get intense. And when it does, one of the things that I do see is it takes its toll on, number one, families. Number two, it takes its toll on the church, the people of the church. Why is that? Because the people of the church filled with the Spirit of God is tr are trying to be led in truth, according to the scripture, we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast about the fact that we're trying that the that the spirit is trying to guide you in all truth. You're continuously trying to discern what's truth from what's not. And to be honest, when you're listening to the media, oftentimes you hear when and they're they're looking at you and they're trying to tell you this is truth, but it's actually to be honest with you, the news isn't really the news much anymore. There's a little snippet of what actually might be the news, and it's literally 24 hours of opinions on what people think about the actual news, which is something we, we've gotten really gotten into. It's kind of like reality TV in some ways. So each news, each media outlet has become more like a talk show where people are uh, busy talking about their opinions on that. So being careful to guard our hearts over the next year is important, I think, for us. To be careful that we don't lose our joy. Because the intention of all of this, by the way, by the time it's all over and all the mudslinging and all the nastiness and all the things that are going to take place to drag our attention into this, the first thing it's going to steal is the joy that, of the Lord that we actually do have. So I think we need to be careful about that. And to be honest with you, in that, not pick up the clutter of someone else's clutter. You can notice the clutter in your house gathers dust, and it, and it continues to gather dust. And the truth is the clutter that's going on in Washington and in your, at, even at state levels, it's picking up dust. <laughs> it's just continuing to pick up this dust and just get worse and worse and worse. It's going to until we finally make a stop to say, hold on a second, someone needs to clean up the clutter. In these bills that we're talking about that are there, you know, they've got all of these pet projects. Literally, I kid you not, you know, you'll, you'll find in the middle of a bill that's supposed to be about, you know, uh, it can be anything, really. 
It's supposed to be about restoring, um, you know, the rights of an individual could be that. But what's seated in the bill somewhere is $6 million for, you know, a company in China to investigate the tzatziki fly or something. You know, then that seriously, and I'm not joking, I've seen evidence of that actually taking place. That's clutter. You know, I'm telling you, we would be a whole lot better off. We would reduce the clutter. Our economy, I think, would be much better. But it would take years and years and years to figure out where all of the outflow is going, I think. Just a thought. I'm not giving you the cure. I'm just telling you it's happening. And I know, as an American citizen and a concerned citizen trying to figure out how in the world do we combat this, you always hear people say the greatest thing you can do is vote. I do agree with that. And then I'll have the crowd that'll step up that believes in, oh my goodness, you know, your vote, it doesn't really count anyway, and all of that. Because along with all of the clutter comes the quote-unquote dust, (laughs) comes the dust of conspiracy theories. I mean in the hundreds of thousands of conspiracy theories on everything from aliens to who knows what. I don't know about you, but I... There's a point where you just want to say, just say no. It's just time to kind of shut it off and get rid of the clutter and get back to what life is, simple life. Go cast your vote. Because I guarantee you this much, and then the sound of my voice, the majority of you already know which way you're going to vote anyway before taking in all that clutter. It's true. I, out of Daniel, I was looking at Daniel Chapter 2, and out of Daniel, one of the statements that's made by Daniel, he says this, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what's in the darkness, and light dwells within him. Wisdom and might are his. Is it possible? Because here's what, what, what happened. After four years of Jimmy Carter in 1976, after four years of Jimmy Carter, there was a longing for something completely different to get back to some principles that were— and patriotism actually did rise during the uh, Reagan years, rose up a great deal. There was a longing to get back to the basics, really, And that's exactly what took place. Then, here we are in the Biden years, and there is a longing to get back to something else as well. And are we seeing it now? We are. I I honestly believe this. I'm I'm looking across the nation and also in the headlines. See, at at the same time, we're hearing all of these other headlines that are the clutter. We also see the finger of God in other places. The revivals that have been taking place on college campuses. A couple of weeks ago, Texas A&M ends, ends up taking, uh, having just a number of students come to know Christ. They break out into worship. It's an amazing event. Just this last two weeks, we've seen Auburn University baptize over 200 students. And then all of a sudden, you've got an organization that steps up, you know, the, the anti-religion organization that steps up and says, well, the coaches don't need to be involved in that. Well, the event was taking place off campus, not on campus, but off campus, and the coach was a part of the event. He has a right 
to his religion, and he has a right to practice it and exercise it, and he has a, re- a right to talk about it as well. And when he's on his basically off-duty hours, when he's not at school, he has the ability to do and be free just like everyone else. But to stop and say well, he's a coach in a school and to say, well, you know, he doesn't have the right to go because he actually baptized some of these students, it's just completely wrong. You can get upset all you want to, but when a, when a coach decides to leave a school campus and practice his right to religion, he has that right according to the Constitution, period. And by the way, that's gotten defended recently, and a case won over that as well. I'm trying to tell you, believers, don't fear the things that are happening because there are great things happening. Your college students right now are finding uh, they're on fire for Jesus. It's not just college students. I'm seeing elementary school kids at right now, yeah, middle school, high school kids, all looking in the direction of Jesus. Why? Because sorting through the politics and the power and the corruption and the clutter is the Spirit of God. And a longing comes back to a nation, finally, because one of the things that we're discovering right now after the last few years, how many of you actually do feel, quote-unquote, free? And I would say that the majority of you don't necessarily feel as free or consider yourself to be as free as you once were. You see the corruption and the power taking its place and the clutter overtaking a nation. And does your family feel more free? No, you're more tied down. You're more tied down by your finances. You're more tied down by the things we couldn't do. You're more tied down now by the politics and the power and the corruption than you've ever been. And we were before, which is why when Trump ran on clean the swamp and make America great, it was catchy. And it was. And to be honest with you, when he went in, he said, why do we need this? What do we need this for? And he did. And I know some of you are going to say, well, you're a Trump supporter. I'm a supporter of freedom is what I am. That's exactly what I am. And I can tell you right now, as I sit three years into this presidency, freedom's not what I see. Nor do I see it actually coming down the pike. The things that are policies that are being put in place, that's not freedom. It's not freedom to tell an oil company that they cannot drill because we're now making companies more green and we want to make green cars or whatever in the process. It's not freedom to say that you can shut down the coal mines, but yet we can lay out all of these solar panels and destroy the environment with solar panels, cut down all the trees to make and everything else. That's not green. It's not even close to green. Or to put up the windmills that you've got in these places that you've had to mow down everything else to get these windmills up. That's not green power, folks. It isn't. And the batteries to all of these cars that we're going to be running, that we're going to be putting, where are we, where are we putting those? What are we robbing the environment of to get to those? And then finally, the cost of all of it. The cost to purchase one of those cars and the cost to run one of those cars far exceeds what you, what you would be able to do with your fuel. And there is absolutely no greenhouse gas evidence at all that's worth its weight anywhere that proves otherwise. Anyway, all of those things need to be said because I want to just say this. While all of this is happening, while all the clutter's out there, and while we're waiting for things to get cleaned up, The finger of God and the Spirit of God is at work. 
right now? Who's leading the nation? Is it the president? Look, I'm telling you, right now, if <laughs> at this point in time, you know, like the red make America great hats that Trump had, I'm thinking they just need to sort of embroider adult drool bibs, Biden, 2024 at this point. Because I watched the speaking of this man who can barely make complete sentences and then really stuck to that needs to be a helium balloon that's clear up top that has the writing up top that says Harris on it. And that, you know, her something means nothing. (laughs) That's what it needs to be because she can't complete a sentence that makes any type of sense, let alone be in charge of a border. We see what a train wreck that is. And now be in charge of gun control. It's going nowhere. It really is. We've got one more year of dealing with really be honest with you, a lack of leadership. It's true. We're seeing the evidence of that because where there's a lack of leadership, the clutter rises, and that's just the case. Someone needs to step up and say, no, we don't need to do that. No, that's not necessary. No, this is detrimental to human life. No, our families are suffering as a result of the clutter that we've placed here, someone's pet project. It's time to shut that down, and that's where we need to go. And by the way, we need to do that in our households. We need to do that in our churches. We need to do that on the government level, period. It's time. It's time we got to sifting through the clutter and got back to the basics of what life is really all about. It's time our churches got back to the Bible. It's time our nation got back to the Constitution. And it's time that our families got back to each other. And shut down the distractions. It's time we move through the clutter. Wisdom and might are, are the Lord's. He's actually who's in charge. And it could be so that there's a thirst, by the way. One more time, there's a thirst in the generation to come for freedom. There's a thirst for freedom, which is what we see. And that's only going to come because of a thirst for righteousness. And then the freedom will come. Because the only thing that's going to sift through the clutter and get rid of the power and the corruption is righteousness, period. It's God who changes the times and the seasons. He's the one that removes rulers and he raises up the rulers. He's also the one that gives the wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. By the way, if you can look and you can see, it looks like people and you think to yourself, whose idea was this? Uh, who? There's, there's no intelligence in this. What in the world are we doing here? That shouldn't surprise you because if knowledge He gives knowledge to those who have understanding. I'm telling you, those who do not have understanding, I can tell you, most likely you can go. Those who do not seem to be wise, you can look and see. They're not too close to the one true God. Let alone the Spirit of God, who should be guiding them into all truth. Light dwells within God. And I can tell you, at times of freedom... It's a whole lot brighter. In times where family, where you find love and you find compassion, it's a whole lot brighter in that family. And in churches where you find love and compassion and in the true word of God, it's a whole lot brighter in those places too. And that is just a fact. So what are we dealing with? Politics, power, corruption, clutter. That's what it is. We pick it up all over the place. It's human nature to pick up clutter 
But let me also say this. At some point, it's human nature to get rid of the clutter and get back to the things that really matter. And that's really what and who we need to be. Well, how, could I, how do I change a nation? Well, you can start by in your own family. You can start with your own life. You can start reducing the clutter in your own life. You could start reducing the clutter. You could start getting involved and getting active in the things that are going on. You could start in the process of love and compassion in the lives of others. And to be honest with you, the more that you do get into God's word, the more you will know who you should be, what you should do. And the guidance will come from the Spirit of God. It's true. Not a cliche, just a reality. It's God who makes these things happen. Having said all of that, what do the seasons actually look like when it comes down to it? You know, what is it? What is that? What does that honestly look like? Well, it looks like this. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, including right now in 2023, by the way. It's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and then a time to build up. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. Verse 5 says there's a time to cast away stones and then there's a time to gather stones. By the way, a little bit of that has to do with the clutter. There's a time to embrace and then a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. And then I love this, a time to keep and a time to throw away. That really has to do with clutter as well. A time to tear and a time to sow. Then this one's great. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate a time of war, and a time of peace. And if you go down to verse 14, this is one of my favorite verses. I know whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it, nothing taken from it. God does it, that men should fear before him. That which has already been and what is, is to be has already been. And God requires an account of what is past. Two things, that men feared the Lord, and they neither would give an account of the things that have already passed. It would make a difference. It would make a difference in the things that are going on today, especially, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to politics, power, and leadership. It would make a difference. It, comes, it makes a difference in your household. It makes a difference in your church. It makes a difference in the nation. You've been listening to Grounded. I'm your host, Scott Cates. Today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, I promise you it'll change your life if you will. The one thing that's in the way of you being able to walk with God is your sin. Your sins can be forgiven yesterday, today, and tomorrow. All the sins. It was Peter that said, come and repent and be baptized so that your sins would be blotted out in Acts chapter 3. That your sins would be blotted out. Ladies and gentlemen... 
That's what's needed. In order for us to walk with God, our sins need to be blotted out so that we can walk with God. So we come to Jesus, we ask him for forgiveness of our sins, and they are removed from us. That's amazing. It's a miracle of all miracles so that we can walk directly with God. And the power of the Holy Spirit is placed in us that will guide us in all truth. It's a powerful thing. How do you do that? You come and say, Lord Jesus, I want you more than anything. Please forgive me of my sins. Help me to walk with you. Lord, guide me every day. Teach me your ways. Thank you for saving me, and thank you for taking me to heaven when I die. Amen. And that's how you come to Christ. Finally, in this today, the final thing I've got to say to you, it's time. It's time to sift through the clutter and let it all go and walk in simplicity in Christ. Just a reality. Thanks for listening today. Uh, we'll get into next Monday. Next uh, next Monday, next week, we're going to talk about um, next week, uh, the best if used by dates. Uh, I promise you we'll have a good time in that podcast for sure. So looking forward to uh, talking to you next week. Thank you for listening today. Have a great day.